Hello and welcome to Persistent and Nasty Podcast. This is our Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2019 series. Throughout this series, we will be talking to women of the fringe, from producers to directors, writers and performers. We hope you enjoy all of the podcasts and get along to see as much of it as you can. This podcast was recorded at Assembly Club Bar with thanks to Sharon Burgess, Danny Ray, Connell, Chris and all of the staff at the club bar. As we are recording out and about, you may hear some background noise. Hopefully it won't affect too much, but it might just give you the vibe and atmosphere of the festival. So sit back, relax and enjoy some persistent and nasty women. Lemon water. It's lemon water in everything. Oh, that is nice. Well, we treat you well over here, persistent and nasty. (laughs) So, we're just going to ask you to say who you are, what your role is in the show. Obviously, somebody needs to take the lead on the name of the show and where it's Uh on and all of that. So, I'll pass it over to whoever wants to go first. Yeah. Uh, so we are the Roaring Ghouls. We're in Edinburgh with our show Beach Body Ready, which is on at Pleasant Above at 1.10pm every day except the 12th of August. Um, my name's Sarah, I'm the Welsh one and I'm one of the actors in the show. Uh, my name's Jess, I'm the whole one and I'm also an actor in the show. <laughs> the whole one. <laughs> and I'm Rachel and I'm the fat Yorkshire one. <laughs> 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 Who's also an actor in the show. Yes. yes. Right. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about the show. How did it begin? Um, so the show was kind of conceived because three of the fat ones in the company got into the back of a Ford Fiesta. Yeah, um, always the way good stories start. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was all tits and chins and knees and elbows. <laughs> and We kind of crammed ourselves in the back of this car and we absolutely wet ourselves laughing. Yeah. Uh, the fact that uh, the driver who was a straight sized woman went has everyone got their seatbelts on and we all went if you crash we ain't moving (laughs) (laughs) not a chance Um, and so we had this kind of amazing chat about our bodies and it was just full of joy and fun and laughter and we went actually we've never had that conversation about our bodies before Um, and that's where the show kind of started really. Yeah, so the work that we make is really autobiographical, it's conversational we try to talk about big subjects through our personal stories just because we we find that sometimes shows can try and talk about these big subjects and it feels really cliched Mm. um, or or like people have heard it all before but actually speaking from our own personal experience, we're able to talk about these bigger subjects in a more personal hopefully more relatable way as Mm. well yeah Great. I So when did you start the project then? So we had in the car. Yeah. Yes. Elbows and tits and all of yeah. that. Fabulous. And then when did you, so how long from beginning to now? How long has it been? Uh, so the car incident, as it shall now be referred to, <laughs> yeah. um, was actually probably nearly three years ago now. Yeah, it was about yeah. two, two and a half. Two yeah. and a half. It was about two and a half years ago. Um, and uh, we're a company that Hull Truck like to work with uh, quite a bit. It's Hull Truck Theatre, they're yeah. um, a theatre co- theater building in Hull. Mm. And um, they were doing, uh, they're giving a chance to kind of scratch some work, like see how it lands. And we kind of went, 
Well, we'll give it a go. Mm. Why not? Mm. Um, and so we part of their Grow Festival, they do a festival every year, which is basically supporting new artists and new work. So it was a twenty-minute slot. And we were like, we can manage that. We can yeah. manage twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, we did the twenty-minute show uh, two years ago, um, and the artistic director Mark Babich just went, "Yes, this works." do a full-length version, please. <laughs> and so we did. Um, yeah. But with that version, that was that was the 20-minute version, and we went to Hornsea, uh, which is maybe about a 30-minute drive from Hull. Was it February, oh, March? Gosh, yeah. yeah. We got in our swimsuits and ran in the water because part of our show is part filmed, so it's pre-recorded, and we've got a projector onto a beach hut. Uh, so we get to take our audience on a, a trip to the beach, which is fab. Um, but that meant that we had to go to a beach in February. Oh, um, and it was freezing. Oh, my, oh, it was so cold. My nipples could have cut glass. It was absolutely... <laughs> but, yeah. But, so it was all very sort of, like, stripped back and quite rough around the edges But it, for this 20-minute scratch. Um, but audiences loved it, didn't yeah. they? Like, it was the, the, the feedback that we got was amazing. And we kind of went, all right, let's, let's have a bash. Let's see if we can turn it into a full-length show. Yeah. So then we did Beachbody Ready point one. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the, the sort of second outing after the 20 minute version. And now we have the fringe version, which is an hour. We trimmed the fat, we slimmed it down. Yeah, uh, alright. <laughs> Body shamer. Bloody hell. So you trimmed it down. Mm. So, <laughs> we, well, we, had, we did the show uh, back in May uh, in its kind of fully fledged form. Um, and you might be able to tell that we like to have a joke and we like to have a chat. And yeah. uh, the show was supposed to be an hour and it was running at like an hour 20, yeah. an hour 30. <laughs> our, our work is semi-improvised, so we kind of have the rough points that we hit throughout the show, but generally it's quite improvised yeah. and it's open to, so every show's a little bit different. So when you've got the three of us and we've been told we can semi-improvise. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos ensues. Yes. Yeah, we run um, with it. So we had to not just cut down to an hour, but we actually had to cut it down to 55 minutes because we knew we would still end up somehow going way over. Yeah. <laughs> and why not? Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly that. So you mentioned it's uh, quite autobiographical, the work. Mm, yeah. So um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like some of the mm. sense of the stories that you share and, and the issues of the play that are important to you and, and what comes up? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the way that we work, we always say that making work uh, as a company, as the Roaring Girls, is like therapy, because we basically get in a room and we just talk a lot for the first few weeks of making work, is sitting in a room and just sharing our experiences and usually writing loads of stuff onto paper on the wall um, and sort of drawing out what's interesting, because making autobiographical work can be really hard because you don't want it to be self-indulgent. Mm -hmm. Like, you need, you want to know that other people will go, oh, yeah, I get that. Um, and so for me personally in the show, some of my... Um, um, stories are around the sort of guilt I have for feeling attractive actually sometimes and and uh, we know that a lot of women don't feel attractive but when you do feel attractive you don't think you should feel attractive and you feel guilty for that and it's sort of like you can't do right for doing wrong mm. um, and there's sort of stories you know of, of, of mine and Rachel's fatness like living in, in fat bodies and yeah. some of the things that we've felt some of the things that people have said to us because of that um, and sort of our relationship with our bodies and with eating as well, isn't it? You know, yeah, massively. Mm. It just so happens that the three stories that we tell are very different. It wasn't forced at all. Um, it just so happened that that's how the stories naturally came about. So Sarah talks a lot about being sexy and she talks about her partner in it and uh, she talks about finding herself sexy. Um, Jess talks a lot about her relationship with exercise and food and how 
Uh, you may not expect her to necessarily be doing a show about body image. Like, people tend to think, oh, it's about body image. It must be someone with uh, a fat body or a non-normal, uh, in quotes, ridiculousness. Yeah, that kind of body. Uh, um, my story is about kind of um, my relationship with my mum, uh, my relationship um, with myself and how I experience the world. The three stories kind of, there's points where they touch, but they're actually really separate. Mm. And we hope with that, that um, hopefully our audience will, will have moments of where they can relate to that. Um, but obviously we're very aware that we are three white women um, and we're, we're not disabled. You know, we, we've, there's only so much of our story that we can sort of reach out to the people. Yeah. So we uh, have made a zine to go alongside the show, which we hand out for free at the end of our show. Um, and that was made because we've had a few residencies in a few cities um, and we've spoken to women in all of those cities uh, about their bodies and we've commissioned artists, writers, poets, um, bloggers, Instagram influencers. And so we've got quite a few um, other stories in there as well so that hopefully if, if someone in the audience didn't necessarily relate to what we were saying, hopefully they can take some, that zine home and uh, maybe find something in there that they can relate to as well. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. The, zine, we, 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 um, the people that we've worked with on it have done such a beautiful job because oh, it yeah. is gorgeous. It's, we're really, really proud of it. It's lovely. That's mm. made me pure emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <please. laughs> I can imagine that you must get quite a response because I yes. feel like when I clocked the show um, and doing research uh, of the women on the fringe this mm. year, I was like instantly like I want to see that because I think as particularly, I mean everybody, uh, the population at large, I think all struggle with body image. I think it's something that everybody suffers from and yeah. we don't really talk about it, but women in particular mm -hmm. and it's just and it's it's just so relevant at the moment yeah um, particularly with the i we campaign with the, the yeah. of course Jamila Jamil Jamil yeah and promotes it's just like but I feel like get on that detox tea oh my oh. god <laughs> <laughs> it's toxic and pervasive isn't yeah. it yeah. I find myself telling myself off because I give myself a hard time all we the time we do yeah of course yeah. I mean yes. that's the thing is I, I talk about a lot about the fact that I do find myself attractive and I feel guilty sometimes for thinking like oh I look really nice today mm. you know but also, I'll be the first one to stick a filter on my Instagram post. Like, it's, we, we all buy into it and we all feed yeah. into it. And I think that that's the nice thing is that it is a recognisable movement that's happening. Yeah. And a lot of the time... Our, so, outside of the Fringe, we normally hang on stage after um, the show and our audiences come down onto the stage and talk to us before they leave. We get loads of cuddles mm. all the time, which is so nice. Um, but in the fringe, we're not able to do that because we've got like yeah, 10 minutes so, to get yeah, out. Yeah. So we sort of hang out and, and give the zines out and sort of the amount of, even today, just the amount of women that have come up to us and cuddled us. Yeah. Um, yeah. The amount Crying of men. As well, we had this, this afternoon, we had two ladies come out who were in floods of tears and I had a little cuddle with one of them. And uh, another lady came up to me and, and she said, I resonated so much with what you were saying. She said, I had your fight as well and I'm a yoga teacher now and I'm really trying hard to like put a positive spin on everything. And, and when you hear people say that because we say we, we hope that we've done our job right if audience members want to share their stories with us afterwards as well yeah. um, so you'll usually find us in the bar after a show yeah, yeah. having a drink and, and having a chat with people because that's it's very conversational and we, we don't want the conversation to stop as soon as yeah. the lights come up like we want that and that, that's hopefully what the zine's going to do as well is prompt conversation
connection with people who haven't seen the show so that someone who has seen it can give them as it pass the zine on to them and say I've seen this show they're talking about this and then they might have a conversation about yeah. their bodies and mm. it's just I think there's something really lovely in having that open chat and then having that oh I have that as well and oh, I feel yeah. like that sometimes too mm. and it just kind of makes it feel like the, it makes the world feel a little bit nicer yeah. a little bit lovelier a bit more understanding and the yeah. responses have been overwhelming like so lovely absolutely so incredible lovely. and in ways that we never even imagined uh, so there's a part of the show where I say that I don't go on dating apps because I'm scared that people see how fat I am um, and when we did the show in Hull um, uh, a lady came uh, to see the show who's in a wheelchair uh, and she only uses the wheelchair at certain points in her health uh, and said I don't go on dating apps because I don't want to turn up for a date and be in a wheelchair and people go oh this isn't what I signed up for mm. and obviously two very different experiences but still culminating in that I don't go on dating apps Mm. I don't want to be seen on face value yeah Um, I mean one of the other best responses we had was one one woman hadn't yet slept with a partner because she was really worried about her body and how she felt in her own skin and uh, they're at it like rabbits now apparently so <laughs> that's great that's, that's the sort of stuff we want to inspire yeah, at Roaring Girls we want to put we exactly. want to put that on the flyer yeah. Yeah. So she said she got home and she was like I am feeling great getting that bedroom we were like <laughs> let's go on yes. mm. so how did you all meet? weirdly <laughs> enough uh, we all went to uni together at different times yeah <laughs> so the well, same university yeah, Hull, Hull University so we all went to Hull University um, myself and Lizzie both founded the company back in 2014, um, purely out of necessity, because we were both doing uh, our master's degrees at the University of Hull as well, um, and we went, we're the only two on this course, so we're going to have to work together, and then we kind of applied to do a festival together, and we went, oh, we'll see how it works out, and it turned out it worked very well, and uh, so we went, right, we'll keep on doing this. Uh, so Lizzie was in the year above me. Um, and then we slowly just kind of collected more and more people. So uh, Jess is the year below me, our producer Sean is the year below Jess, and Sarah's the year below Shauna. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it's five years of full graduates. Yeah, we all sort of together. jumped on board at different times. I, I joined the company in 2017 after we started Beachbody Ready. Um, so I, I joined the party quite late, actually. Um, but I think that's the lovely thing about the Roaring Girls and, and us is that we collect loads of like rad women that we love working with yeah. and we go like you need to come work with us and so we have um, five of us are the core ones so you've got us three and then Lizzie um, Perry who's um, uh, our co-artistic director she directs the majority of the shows um, is in them occasionally as well when the mood yeah. takes her uh, <laughs> and then Shauna's our really amazing producer but we've got um, some associate artists as well which are like amazing people we're really committed to working with so we've got a brilliant dramaturg called Lydia Marchant who worked on Beach Body Ready with us. So um, the process of making work like we do means you need a sensible adult in the room to be <laughs> able to say, this isn't a story yet. <laughs> and sort of, yeah. and, sort of and, and gathers all of our stories and all of our bits of writing and sort of threads it together mm. to make like a theatre show. Because and so Lydia, being the youngest of us all, is the sensible it, adult. Yes. <laughs> Lydia is sickeningly talented, but she's brilliant at being able to 
piece together people's mm. stories and find yeah. the the moments in the show where they where they collide and yeah. where they sort of fall apart and so we needed that work as, as for a dramaturg to come in and help us with that and she's been brilliant yeah. hasn't she she's yeah. amazing there was a really wonderful moment when we we first previewed the show at Hull Truck Theatre and I looked around the room as we were getting in all our set and it was a room full of women that we, it was all apart from Alex Brook who's our uh, set builder our construction uh, <laughs> top lad we love him but he's, he's an honorary roaring, roaring girl uh, but apart from that we had Jess on the lighting we had Danny as our uh, DSM so it was a room full of women and they're all getting stuck in I just sort of took this moment where I sat back and I was like look at all these women we don't need any men in here helping yeah. us apart from Alex um, <laughs> but it was, it was such a lovely feeling because he, it's quite rare that really in the theatre world yeah. it is quite I yeah. think women do have to feel like they have to fight for their place a little bit. So to have a room full of women making this show, I felt so proud of that. I was really like, yeah. I We're was... really lucky to work with such an incredible bunch of women mm. and Alex. Um, <laughs> Alex uh, was in my year at uni, so he's also a whole graduate. Um, and it's been really interesting to take him on the journey with us. Because um, I would say he 100% is a feminist, but I don't think he quite gets certain bits of feminism. And surrounded by a lot of feminist women, we're just like, so no, you don't say that, you can't do this, but that, yes, that's right, yeah, you can do that, yeah, that's fine. And so, like, we kind of been schooling him along the way, and he, like, he has championed our work from day dot, and he just really gets behind, and he helps us kind of really imagine what we've done. Uh, Natalie Young, who's our uh, designer on it, Oh, she's um, done a beautiful job on this show. Yeah. She's, she's made us look beautiful. Mm. <laughs> we just have to come yeah, out and beautiful. say a few words, but the set looks amazing. <laughs> they all are beautiful. Oh, bless you. Thank, Thank you very much. But yeah, it's kind of amazing to have so many people kind of involved like with the show. And it does go to show that it kind of does take a village to kind of raise this project. Mm. Um, and everybody kind of has their own stake in it. One thing that we're very aware of as the Warren Girls is we don't like hierarchy. Mm. Yeah. A lot of uh, theatre companies or organisations will kind of go, artistic directors at the top, then it's this person, then it's this person, it kind of filters down and we're actually we're all completely equal. It's very collaborative. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, the Warren Girls, even though I founded it, is just as much mine as it is these guys. Like, yeah. it's like not... Even when we have students, that we have students that come in the room sometimes and sit down mm. and sort of uh, shadow us a little bit, and we always say to them as well when they come in the room, their voice is as equal as any of ours. So if they have notes or they want to share their thoughts, their feelings, if they think we should change anything, like they are valued as much mm. as everybody else. So it's definitely a project that... You know, and, and, and as a company where we work together so much, and we are mates at the end of the day as well. Like we're, we're mates who make well, yeah. All right, Rachel, Rachel shaking a hand. Uh, yeah, no, we are, we, but we are. We're, we're mates who happen to make theatre together, yeah. and we're really lucky to have found each other. I think that's some know. lovely feedback we've had as well. Is that people? I'm not usually nice. She's so that, not. That, this that, is amazing. That hurt me a little bit actually. I'm really glad we've recorded that. And it's recorded. But we've had we've had some audience reactions where people have said you can see that you guys are just having having fun on stage and that you genuinely love each other and because we have moments where we hold each other's hands through bits and oh that was another lovely moment as well was where in one of our audiences two uh, strangers held hands during Aww. a moment where it was a bit like they needed a bit of comfort and then uh, it, it turns out actually grabbed the hand and went it's okay we'll get through this together yeah. oh. and we were like, <laughs> but then uh so one of the girls who held the stranger's hand was like i felt very emotional i held the stranger's hand it was an amazing moment and then another last that we know went 
this stranger just held my hand, like, oh my god, and we introduced them, oh. like, on Twitter, and I think they've been for coffee and, like, hung out. Great, sweet. Yeah. So lovely. You're literally not just making theatre, you're changing the world. Changing yeah. lives. No. That's awesome. Like that's the dream right there. Yeah. Theater, and it connects with, you know, a dance on a, a far bigger level than you thought possible. Yeah, like, that's gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's so lovely. I think I'm we're always blown away. <laughs> it is huge. Yeah. yeah it's, and we've also had um, like uh, someone who came to see the show who's uh, like a beauty blogger and always felt like quite um, disconnected to her body and things like that. Has been sending us pictures of her in a bikini. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it. Like. Oh. Here I am in my gym gear, just don't care. My, one of my favourite things, I think, is, you know, we're on we're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, at The Roaring Girls. Uh, you should follow us, first of all. Um, but, like, we, we chat so much to our audiences and we think, we always say, like, we, we genuinely care about them, like, really deeply care about, about people who come in um, and watch our show. Um, and so there's a bit at the beginning of the show where we sort of come out and we introduce ourselves and we say, hi, I'm Sarah and this is my body. And we sort of do a matter-of-fact thing of, like, this is who I am, this is what you're looking at um, and we've had people since who have like messaged us on Twitter and Instagram like directly because they don't feel comfortable posting it on their channels but they've messaged us and said hi my name is so and so and this is my body and sent a picture of their body to us and introduced their body to us and like literally I cried the first yeah. time that came through I was like oh and she was like I'm a teacher so I can't share my body online <laughs> she was like but I just want to be able to to share my body with you and thank you for making me find the joy in it again I mean, and I was like oh the podcaster listeners can't see but there are there yeah. are tears coming yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm feeling exactly the same way and I think it's like because I think we're and this is a big part of what our initiative with Persistent and Nasty is yeah. about is the way we're kind of programmed to expect certain things by what we get told that is, is the norm Absolutely. through our screens yeah. and on our stages and yeah. if everybody is able-bodied size six and and white yeah and it's just like you it what's it, a fucking yawn it, yeah. exactly it, is, yeah. it doesn't represent the world we yeah. actually exist in and we're all looking at each other looking at ourselves going like that i don't look like that so i must not be worthy yeah, yeah. so and it's and it and it sits in there and you mm-hmm. don't know the damage it's doing because it's just simmering below the surface yeah. mm-hmm. it's always there so the fact that you're doing this is genuinely very important mm. and so well, that's why we're getting emotional <laughs> <laughs> well the goalposts are constantly shifting like on what you're supposed to look like and we address that in the show mm. like you know one minute you're supposed to look like Kate Moss and next it's Kim Kardashian and now you're supposed to be super ripped and yeah. yeah and as Rachel says if it was pre-Raphaelite times she'd be snapped up in an instant like you know <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it, it, yeah everything is no matter what you look like it's always wrong it, yeah. you know and, and I look at these beautiful women that I wish I looked like like really deeply wish I looked like and I know that they don't want to look like them either so mm. you know it's about trying I think and that's the thing about the show is we're not going out there and saying we love our bodies everything's fine you should love your body too that's impossible we can't do that but what we can do is find the small moments of joy and celebration in ourselves and each other and try to focus on those a little bit more Mm. you know um and it's like we're talking about um like my little sister is only seven years old and at the moment her favorite part of her body is her legs because she can run really fast (laughs) and like when did we stop focusing on what we can do and what they look like because in a few years it'll be her legs 
legs because they're tanned and toned. Yeah. Um, you or know. she won't like her legs anymore so because more. they don't look oh, how yeah. they... Yeah. But we, we had um, a, another uh, lovely audience reaction was um, a girl said... She tweeted that she saw a girl in a pub and she said, after seeing Beachbody Ready, I, um, I wanted to compliment women more, like make a point of saying, I just want to tell you you look amazing. So she went over to this lady and said, I want to tell you I love your tattoos, I think you look amazing. Um, I saw this show and it just made me really want to do that more. And that girl turned around and went, was it Beachbody Ready? <laughs> <laughs> and she tweeted that and we, we were all together when we got that tweet and I oh my god oh, we, we were all screamed. like screaming yeah. like tears in our eyes lumping our throat like if, if if that's yeah. what someone's taken away from the show that they feel like they want to go and tell other women and I make a point of doing it now even this week I've been flyering on the mile I've stopped selling the show and being like can I just tell you I love your jumpsuit you look amazing because yeah. it does like that could just make someone's day yeah. like, a stranger complimenting you like yeah. that and it's yeah. a weird one because it's not been an easy road like getting it on and get it, doing the show and like even daft things like promotion so uh, oh, we had our trailer um we uh, put it on facebook twitter instagram a lot and we kind of went oh we'll put some advertising money behind it um and so we put it on facebook put some advertising money behind it and they denied and were like no you can't you can't promote this because it was secu- sexually provocative and if you've seen our trailer, we we wiggle our bellies. Where it's like it's not there's nothing sexual about it, and you yeah. see us for a split second in in swimwear at the beach. But yeah, Facebook had given us a list of reasons of why it wasn't appropriate, yeah. and we get they've got to like safeguard and they've got to monitor. Mm. Um, but we um, sort of tried to repeal it quite a lot, and we got told no. And it was only when our producer said, "Can you just go on Facebook and see if there's any images?" that is contradicting what they're saying and we all found oh, yeah. Simply Be Bo H&M, Avenue yeah, of, like, of, of slim lot. women in bikinis or like lacy bras that were see-through so we, we sent it back to Facebook and we're like if, if this is okay why aren't we allowed to yeah. run our trailer yeah. um, uh, at which point they kind of went oh um, sorry they publicly uh, apologised on Look North Look North uh, BBC, BBC Look North um, did a feature on it and they publicly yeah. apologised but we then went oh we'll do the same in Edinburgh and guess what's happened? They've denied the trailer again. again. And so we Bloody repealed hell. it again and said, this has happened before. It's the exact same trailer. The only difference is it says Edinburgh at the, at the end of it. Mm. Um, and they have since sent us a, a list, which I have a screenshot on my phone, actually, of some of the yeah. lists so of the reasons. So they've given uh, a list of reasons as to why it may have been... Uh, yeah. Band, as it were. So it says here there's close-ups of body parts, which is fine. Um, it says close-up of a person's scalp with the aim of highlighting medical conditions are contributing to hair loss. Uh, we have close-up of person's skin with the aim of highlighting medical conditions such as acne, eczema and dermatitis. Close-up of a person's teeth with the aim of highlighting an undesirable condition, crooked teeth, bleeding gums, missing or yellow teeth. <laughs> Depictions of eating disorders, excessive or grotesque food consumption. Close-ups of muscle groups, highlighting fat and cellulite and hi- highlighting ill-fitting clothing. So literally, apparently us highlighting fat and cellulite or highlighting our muscles or highlighting our scalp um, <laughs> is apparently against Facebook's um, standards. And the fact that they... The fact that they describe those as undesirable yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what annoys me more than anything yeah. else. It's like undesirable yeah. conditions such as, you know, crooked teeth. I mean, who doesn't have yeah. crooked or teeth? And on it, um, they say, instead of uh, showing the undesirable, maybe you want to show like the desirable thing after they've used your product and we're like 
not the product that we're selling is self-confidence guys yeah <laughs> yes so we fucking yeah. exactly so we've actually decided now fucking we're not giving them our money so yeah. they're, they're not having our advertising money and actually yeah. we're gonna do it through word of mouth mm. and just and hopefully getting people talking about it because yeah fucking well, we did have off the back of um so some of the trailers and poster images were shared on instagram and twitter and we actually got some quite a lot of um of comments um, uh, fat phobic comments mm. uh, usually men uh, we had uh, almost exclusively men there was only yeah. one woman one who woman. commented they were all men there was one guy who said um, that two of the people in the poster were morbidly obese we were like, me and Rachel were like where what <laughs> oh my goodness don't talk about Jess like that um, <laughs> no I mean then there was, there was that other guy who said um, so two of those people on that poster are taking hospital beds from kids with cancer yeah me and Rachel apparently through being fat are taking away hospital beds from from children with cancer so that's apparently what we're doing um and i think that's the thing is is that at no point in the show are we are we glorifying obesity we're not saying this is healthy this is what you should aspire to be it's not that but that that's the reality fat Mm. people exist and they should be able to exist in their skin without sort of prejudice without people telling them that they shouldn't exist you know me and rachel being berated yeah and i think that's the thing is i think you know i can't speak for you as well rach but you know both of us aren't aren't happy being fat we're not like this is our perfect body type but we've both been on a journey of accepting that that's our body type you know mm. and, and referring to ourselves as fatties yeah. you know because the word fat i would have never used two years ago to describe myself because i thought it was the most horrific thing but now i'm like it is like rachel talks in the show about fat is just a descriptive word it doesn't mean mm. that you're gross it doesn't mean uneducated it doesn't mean lazy it just means you're fat like you're a woman you're white you're fat that's what you are mm. you know what i mean so i think the fact oh. that we've had these comments it just reinforces that we this is why we made this show yeah. the fact that we're still getting people comments feeling the need to comment on our bodies on a poster image for, for a show about body image yeah well like well yeah thanks guys that we are so certain now yeah. that this show needs to be out there yeah there's yeah. even ridiculous things like our dramaturg lydia who is petite in every sense of the word um her, we did like a meet the team and she was holding a massive pint in front of her face as she usually does <laughs> um and someone underneath commented again a man again a man uh commented oh uh she will be beach body ready she keeps downing pints like that yeah and you're like, luckily we we all have really thick skin as, yeah. a, as a company we we really do and like we more than anything else we find it funny we find yeah. it ridiculous that people still have these mm archaic views of how you can speak to women about their own bodies like my you know there's this whole movement of my body is not an apology and my body doesn't belong to you so fuck off (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah. It's always hilarious to me a lot of the time that the, the men that make these comments are like quite often beer gut carrying yeah. like gammon yeah. fucks. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. great. I'll take exactly. Some mm. from we did. Cheers, Blanket. We did have. Um, <laughs> we did have one comment which was why are all these shows about women where are the shows about the men which was hilarious and then uh, we kind of again like we were doing lots of research around it and we went we're women it would feel weird to talk about men's body types when we are women Um, but 10 out of 10 would recommend Scotty uh, Fat Blokes which is a phenomenal show Mm. I screamed for an entire hour (laughs) it was so good uh, and we kind of directed people to other resources because, again, we know that we have a very specific outlook on all of this. Uh, we've got three very different stories, mm. but 
at the end we are three white cis yeah. non-disabled women yeah um and being able to go these are our experiences mm. if you're not represented here we've tried in the zine to kind of make sure even more voices are heard mm. and even then if you feel like you're not being represented there's these people you should talk to these people go see this show mm. watch this like we've literally in the back of our zine got lists of like influencers and twitters and uh, tv shows yeah all sorts helplines um, if, if anyone's feeling like they need to talk to someone yeah, mm. and that's amazing. That's, that's literally amazing. all you can do. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you're doing amazing. Yeah. I'm in awe. Yeah. So one of the things that we also did with this show, which is the first thing, that, first time we've ever done it as a company, um, because it is such a personal topic, um, we've all got ten sessions of therapy included uh, as part of the doing the show, yeah. so that we can, you know, if. The show's getting too much, if the topics are too much. If you cat's ill and you're just a bit down, like <laughs> you can go talk to someone. Yeah. Um and again That's our, brilliant. our yeah. producer kind of put that in to make sure that we've got that support network and we've got that safety net because it's a very draining show, it's a very emotional show. Yeah. Most of the time we'll three of us will be crying on stage and it can get very intense but that's the thing it's as funny as it is sad isn't it I think that's the thing is we we have these traumatic stories and we we talk about these things and and it can be really you know there are nights where you know when Rachel's mum has been in the audience or Jess's boyfriend or my boyfriend has been in the audience that sometimes we won't say certain things and that's also okay so as a company we know if somebody skips over something that's fine we don't question it we carry on um you know we we will talk to each other before the show and go like i know your so your, your partner is in your mum is in your dad is in are you okay with this section of the show are you feeling all right with that and so you know we we always have check-ins with each other before mm. before the shows as well because you know it is it is i mean i'd say more than anything it is a comedy really the show yeah um at its heart it's yeah. joyful and it's celebratory but also there are those sort of traumatic but what a beautiful way to run a company though yeah mm. and uh, and not just because you're creatives and you know we all hold our emotions that little bit higher yeah etc etc but actually you guys should be going into companies and mm. giving yeah. this advice like as, as a model, because as a like model the way you're working the way is, you're working is really it's, it's the way everyone should be yeah. working yeah. so we've mentioned it at kind of other forums things we've been at and other much bigger organizations than us have gone and gone oh we're mm. we're gonna nick that that's yeah. a really sensible yeah. thing I think well it, you go in and teach them first yeah. Yeah. <laughs> especially while you're at the, the festival yeah. well-being is such an important part of it we've um we're part of a whole takeover as well which is um a company because obviously Hull was city of culture a few years ago whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> and Hull takeover is a collection of five companies is it five yeah uh, coming up from Hull, we're all at the festival, so we'll do a shout out about them as well. Check out Hull Takeover. There's a few other companies from Hull, um, but then there's uh, Middle Child, which is one of those companies has given each of those companies a little pot of money uh, to put towards well-being while we're at the Fringe because they've done the Fringe so many times and they've said it can be difficult, it can be draining, it can be tiring, mentally exhausting. So you've got to look after yourself. So they've yeah. given us a little pot of money, and we're all going to have massages with it. Yes. Nice. Oh, we are so excited! <laughs> but the fact that Middle Child are able to do something like that is absolutely phenomenal um and like the support that we've had from everyone as part of the whole takeover like absolutely cultured back to hours middle child Mm -hmm. like all of them have been incredible at helping us get up here as well and it does mean that when we get up here there is obviously our company but then if you go actually i just need 
five minutes away from the people I see All 23 time, yeah. hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's Middle Child and then there's um, The Herd who are doing a show called Slime, which is incredible. For That's two the, to five-year-olds. Oh, it's, it's literally all, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It's, it's gorgeous. It's all done in uh, sign language. It uses eight words, eight sign, sign words. Oh. 10 out of 10, go check it out. <laughs> uh, there's Canary and the Crow, the middle child's do, which is mm. gig theatre. It's what they specialise in. We're seeing it tomorrow. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, there's a company coming up for one night only called Just Club, a brand new company on the block. They're doing a piece of gig theatre as well. Like it's just, it means that we've got people around us that we know we can go. Actually, do you know what? I just need a coffee and a chat. Friendly yeah. faces, support of network. Network. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Amazing. Get us, I can talk to you literally all day, but we've only got about five minutes left. Oh so, no! I know. Oh. Um, so we have been asking everybody that we have been um, talking to the phrase persistent and nasty, which is obviously us, um, and the reason that we came up with it. It's a bit of tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. uh, just for a wee bit of background on the nasty thing, in case yeah. you don't know about um, when Trump called Hillary yeah. a nasty woman. So it's about reclaiming all those words, you yeah. know, nasty, but bossy bitch that yeah like yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. so reclaiming it so we're asking everybody what does it mean to you personally to be persistent and nasty oh good question you can you're allowed to pause i was gonna say yeah that is a bloody good question i think for me personally it's about not apologizing it's Mm. something that um i think we've all talked about before but especially as a woman, I, I constantly feel the need to apologise. If I send an email, I'll be, I'm so sorry to bother you, I was just wondering if, but no worries if not. And actually, and I worried that if I go, hello, I need you to do this for me, that I, I then go, oh, I'm, I'm bossy or I'm being I'm being a bitch or what have you. But actually, it's about going, do you know what? I'm, I'm not going to apologise. So mm. that I think being pers- persistent and nasty for me is not apologising for existing, for asking something of someone and for, for just doing something. Mm. That, that, that would be my answer. Not apologising. Oh, that's Great. a good answer. Yes. <laughs> that's a really nice answer. Yeah. Because there is a thing about just being direct and getting the yes. information out and not being um, cruel about mm. it. Yeah. Like, and there's no need for that. No. You're, just, you're just giving information. So, you're, yeah. you're allowed to be direct yeah, yeah. and then not apologise for being direct. direct. Like, yeah. that is totally, totally yeah. valid. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, how are you? Oh, I think I think mine is sort of um, about it's about o- overcoming hurdles. It's about being persistent in the pursuit of something that you truly love and want to to do, and and sort of similar to Jess, not apologising for that, and having those goals set in mind of of what you want to achieve, uh, and not letting those things, you know. Um, not not letting people tell you to not be yourself or that you can do otherwise you know um so i think it's the, the pursuit of something that is what you really want but you just you just plow through and fuck him basically <laughs> just plow through brilliant plow through and fuck him yes sarah penny's new catchphrase yes. sarah penny's autobiography name, <laughs> name him a sex tip that's, that's that's a game that we, we play, play in the Roaring Girls. You're going to have to join in with it. So whenever anybody says anything that sounds remotely sort of like a bit blue, you just go, name your sex tape. Um, and it's, it's so funny. It's fantastic. It's and the amount of fun we've had that in the fringe with show titles. Yeah. Anyway. Rachel. <laughs> uh, I think for me, Persistent and Nasty is about an unshakable belief in what you're doing. Mm. And just being able to kind of know what you're doing, know that what you're doing is right, whether that you know, is problematic for 
white middle-aged men. Um, <laughs> Name me sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fantastic game. Sorry, Rachel, carry on. <laughs> but it is, it's like, you know, when he called Hillary nasty, it just made you go, right, okay, that's the level that you're playing at. Mm. Everyone is very aware of this. And, yeah, I want to be, if, if that's what being a nasty person is, yeah. Yeah, I want to be, I want someone to call me nasty in that like, case. Like, yeah. We, as people, are generous, we are kind, we are there for each other and we will co- we'll support each other unshakably together. Mm. If that makes us nasty, cool. Great, yeah. God, it's <laughs> literally, I know, I'm like, click, click, click. Oh, I can't, yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah. are... Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, if you just do a quick rundown for the end for everyone listening, what's the show? Where can they buy tickets? What time is it on? Give tell the people the important information. So the show's called Beach Body Ready. It's at Pleasance Courtyard in Pleasance Above, ten past one every day during the fringe, apart from the twelfth. You can get tickets on pleasance.co.uk <laughs> yeah and oh, also what? from the Edinburgh Fringe website yeah. or just nip into any of the box offices yeah. and they'll help you as well or find us on social media we've got all our links and stuff on there as well yeah, yeah. and uh, it's all at the Roaring Girls yeah. at it the Roaring is Girls indeed yeah. Roaring Girls thank you so very much you are wonderful we are in awe of you yeah. <laughs> cannot wait to see the show yes. oh, thank, thank you we can't so wait to have you have <laughs> a great Fringe and stay, stay nasty. nasty name of our sex tape <laughs>